Jai Radha Madhava Kunja Bihari Gopi Janabalaba Girivardhari Shodana Andana Vraja Jana Ranjana Shodana Andana Vraja Jana Ranjana Jashodana Andana Vraja Jana Ranjana Andana Vraja Jana Ranjana Jamunatira Vanachari Jamunati Ravanachari Tiranachari Jayorada Madhava Punjabihari Shapad from Hamsa Parijakaya, so the Shadda Shishimat, Abayajana, Vind the Bhaktudanda Swami Hare Krishna. Okay. So we are reading from seventh canto, third chapter, verse twenty-five. Uthaya Pranjali Prahva Ikshamano Drishavibum. Harsha Shrupula Kod Bedo Gira Gad Gadeya Grinath Uthaya Pranjali Prahva Ikshamano Drishavibum Harsha Shrupula Kod Bedo Gira Gadgadaya Grinad Uttaya Pranjali Prahva Ikshamano Drishavibum Shashu Bulakad Vedo Gira Gadgadaya Grinad Translation <coughs> by His Divine Grace, A.C. Bhaktivedanta Swami Then, getting up from the ground and seeing Lord Brahma before him, the head of the Daityas was overwhelmed by jubilation. With tears in his eyes, his whole body shivering, he began praying in a humble mood with folded hands and a faltering voice to satisfy Lord Brahma. There's no purport, so we'll continue to read the next verse, which is 26 and 27. Sri Shipur Uvacha, Kalpante Kalas Rishtena, Yo Andena Tamasavritam, Abhivyanak Jagat Idam, Swayan Jyoti Swarochisha, Atmana Trivrita Chedam, Srijatya Avati Lumpati, Raja Sattva Tamo Dhamne, Paraya Mahate Namaha. 
Translation, let me offer my respectful obeisances unto the Supreme Lord within this universe. At the end of each day of his life, the universe is fully covered with dense darkness by the influence of time. And then again, during his next day, the self-effulgent Lord, by his own effulgence, manifests, maintains, and destroys the entire cosmic manifestation through the material energy, which is invested with the three modes of material nature. He, Lord Brahma, is the shelter of those modes of nature, Sattva-guna, Rajoguna, and Tamoguna. Purport. The words Abhivyanak Jagat Idam refers to He who creates this material, this cosmic manifestation. The original creator is the Supreme Personality of Godhead, Krishna, Janmadiya Seyataha. Lord Brahma is the secondary creator. When Lord Brahma is empowered by Lord Krishna as the engineer to create the phenomenal world, he becomes a supremely powerful feature within this universe. The total material energy is created by Krishna, and later, taking advantage of all that has necessarily been created, Lord Brahma engineers the entire phenomenal universe. At the end of Lord Brahma's day, everything up to Swargaloka is inundated with water. And the next morning, when there is darkness in the universe, Brahma again brings the phenomenal manifestation into existence. Therefore, he is described here as he who manifests this universe. Trin Gunan Vrinoti. Lord Brahma takes advantage of the three modes of material nature. Prakriti, material nature, is described here as Trivrita, the source of the three material modes. Srila Madhvacharya comments in this connection that Trivrita means Prakritya. Thus, Lord Krishna is the original creator and Lord Brahma is the original engineer. Om Jnana Mirandasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurun Militam Yena Tasmai Shri Gurave Namaha Shri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamayam Dadati Swapadantikam Jai Shri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Shri Advaita Gadadhar Shivasadi Gaur Bhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare 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 Krishna <coughs> So two interesting verses and uh, here we can see how Hiranyakashipu is uh, has been performing austerities for many thousands of years and uh, he's now getting the result of all those austerities. He's, he's actually seeing the person that he was worshipping for all those thousands of years. That was Lord Brahma. So the whole purpose of his austerity was to please Lord Brahma and the Brahma has now appeared in front of him and in a couple of verses before where, he's, where he smiles and he's pleased with Hiranyakashipu. And so he's asking, offering, he's happy to offer benediction. And um, we can see here Hiranyakashipu's attitude towards Lord Brahma and uh, also the glorification. And it's interesting because uh, um, the whole purpose of Hiranyakashipu in performing this austerity was um, that he doesn't have to die, so he can live forever. And um, that's sometimes desire for many of us also, that we might want to live forever. And uh, <clears throat> so with this desire, Hiranyakashipu has done so much austerity. And uh, now that when the Brahma has appeared, so Hiranyakashipu is, is glorifying Lord Brahma here. And uh, a very classic example that shows how a materialist glorifies the demigod. So what is Hiranyakashipu's mentality? He's saying that, he's thinking that who is the most powerful person in this universe? And let me find out and let me just worship him. Because if I have to 
worship any ordinary person or even ordinarily powerful person, then again someone might be more powerful or more superior. And then again, they will, again my post is threatened, my command is threatened. But if I can worship the supreme person of this universe, uh, then, and if I get to take his position, then that is perfect. Then no one will obstruct me anymore. Um, so, of course, we, we know that um, Lord Brahma's position is the most powerful within this universe. Correct? Is there anything, anyone more powerful than Lord Brahma in the universe? Is there anyone more powerful? Huh? Lord Shiva? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, Lord Shiva is because it's Krishna transformed. Anyone else more powerful than Brahma? Yes. Krishna is most powerful. Yes. You can never go wrong when you say Krishna. Is <laughs> the most powerful, yes. So yes, Krishna is the most powerful, but within this one universe, when we are talking about the personalities who belong to this universe, Lord Brahma is the most powerful, isn't it? Lord Shiva doesn't belong here. Lord Vishnu doesn't belong here. So, but we can see that Brahma's post is the most supreme because literally whatever um, is uh, created by uh, Vishnu in terms of the material ingredients, they're all manipulated by Lord Brahma. And that's why it's explained here, and Prabhupada explains that how he's the chief engineer, because he actually um, uh, manages these ingredients. So, so now this is the this is the intention of Hiran, this is the intention of Hiranyakashipu, is that I'll worship the topmost person, I'll get a benediction from him, and then I'll pull him down and I'll become take his post. So that's 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 his mentality, uh, <clears throat> and so therefore you can see here um, in the verse twenty five where. Getting up from the ground, seeing Lord Brahma before him, the head of the deity, as it is Hiranyakashipu, he was overwhelmed with jubilation, with tears in his eyes, his whole body shivering. He began praying with a humble mood, <laughs> praying very humbly to Brahma, with a faltering voice, um, and he's he's um, and he's speaking some very, very nice words, you know, almost looking like a very devotional prayer. So he's speaking very devotionally to Lord Brahma. But the whole purpose is, how can I bring this person down and I can, how can I take his post? Um, and you can see how audacious that is, isn't it? That you are actually flattering someone, you are actually glorifying someone, but then your whole purpose is, is to uh, take his post. And um, so therefore that's, that's often the consciousness of, or of many of the demigod worshippers. We know a very classic example who is also worshipping the demigod with a completely wrong mentality. So we have the example of uh, Bhashmasura. Remember? Does anyone know the pastime of Bhashmasura? Yes? He's, uh, he's the one who is worshipping Lord Shiva. <clears throat> And, uh, and he started chopping all his different limbs of his body and started putting it into the sacrifice to please Lord Shiva. So finally, he was going to chop off his head and offer it into the fire. And Lord Shiva said, no, 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 don't do that. You know, I'm here now. Ask me, what do you want? And so he says, okay, I want a benediction that whoever's head I put my hand on, his head should get blown away. Lord Shiva said, what kind of a benediction is that? But anyway, if you want it, I give you. And so now Bhashma says, okay, you, you gave me? He said, but nothing happened. So he said, you sure you gave me? Yeah, yeah, I gave you. Okay, then let me try it on your head. <laughs> and so this is the, the, um, then this is the audacity of the 
demigod worshippers is that uh, they don't mind um, harming their very benefactor because there, there is no real relationship. They worship the demigods. The purpose was, I am worshipping you, now you give me something. And now once you have given me, okay, business finished, now where is the relationship? Okay, now I can do whatever I want. So, <clears throat> we can see, and then for that, Hiranyakashipu went through so much of austerity um, for so many thousands of years. And it really, if only he had this, if, if only he performed all these austerities with a desire to serve Krishna, how amazing would that be? Or, or we can see, if only we performed a fraction of his austerity to serve Krishna, how powerful would that be? That would be very amazing. But his desire was some, something completely material, something completely different. And so, in that material mindset, mentality, he's um, speaking some very kind and almost flattering words to Lord Brahma. And um, we're saying that, you know, like he's glorifying him as if he's God, you know. He's saying here, so there's some, um, there's some very interesting words that he uses here. Um, Abhi, Abhi Vyanag Jagat Idam, Prabhupada writes in the purport, is that one who creates the entire cosmic manifestation. And then also Trin Grunan Vinoti in the second paragraph purport also Prabhupada points out that practically the, like you are the in charge of the entire universe, you know, you are the in charge of the entire creation and or in charge of all the three modes of material nature. And in that way, he's glorifying Brahma, like a very great person, flattering him, really. That's, that's what materialists, materialists do. They flatter the demigods. And after that, they ask for the benediction. So, <clears throat> actually, that is not true. So here, Prabhupada, um, in his purport, very straight away points out the, that there is the original creator, who is Krishna, in the Bhagavatam, it's explained what is the first verse starts with. The first verse of the Bhagavatam starts with. Who knows? This, yes. What is it? Janmadi. Janmadi Achayata. So that means Krishna is saying how he is the source. He is actually the source of everything. He is the source of all the creation. Correct? And so Prabhupada very uh, aptly pointing this out, that he is the original creator. And then Brahma is the secondary creator. So Brahma is not the first primary creator. Why? Because actually all the ingredients are already there. When Brahma starts creating, all the primary ingredients are already created. So Lord Brahma has to take charge and now he has to manipulate them. So that's why he is considered called to be the chief engineer of the universe. What the engineers do is, they will take the bricks, they will take the sand, they will put things together and they will, you know, pile things up and make a wall, make a house. That's an engineer, correct? Engineer will use what is already there and he will build it up. So similarly, Brahma, he uses the ingredients and he creates, gives material bodies and we can see how um, he is very skillfully creating the entire universe and populating the entire universe. Uh, so, very, very special person. <clears throat> and so, therefore, he's considered to be the chief engineer of the entire universe. Um, and it's very powerful, actually, it's because and the, the amount of work that he does, and we read in the Bhagavatam, you know, Brahma doesn't need another person to procreate. From his body, he's able to create, you know, from his... From his head, the demigods are coming, and from his anger, Lord Shiva is coming. And so you can see how all the different parts of his body are creating different personalities. So he's actually a very, very powerful person if you think about it. And um, how so is because he's empowered by Krishna himself. So although he's like an ordinary jiva, 
but he, although he's a jiva, a living entity like us, um, the powers that he has is extraordinary, unlike what we have. Um, and so therefore we can see that, um, so here, so it's interesting here because when, uh, again, going back to the point of how Hiranyakashipu is saying this verse in glorification of Lord Brahma, so we can see how Brahma is a great personality, but he's not the greatest personality. The greatest personality is Krishna. And so Prabhupada is very nicely explaining it in the purport. But if someone reads Bhagavatam, and if he just reads the Bhagavatam, and they can say, hey, in the Bhagavatam it says that Brahma is the supreme person. You know, if you read this verse, and if you read the next verse, 26 and 27, and he says that, you know, if someone just reads the Bhagavatam without the purport, they can see, yes, your Bhagavatam only says that Brahma is the supreme person. Why? Because he's above the modes, and he's the creator of the entire cosmic manifestation. But actually, so that's the reason why we don't read just one verse, but we also understand whom is it spoken by, with what mindset, with what attitude, and what's the context, what a greater, what's the greater context, context of the whole series of verses that's taking place at the moment. <coughs> um, a lot of time people say that oh, many different scriptures, you know, in your scripture you're saying that Krishna is supreme, in many of the scriptures it says that Brahma is supreme, Lord Shiva is supreme, such and such demigod is supreme. It's a question that comes to us a lot of times. And, um, but that's the reason why it's very important to understand the scriptures in context, in proper context, and under guidance. So if you don't understand the things in context and under guidance, then even Bhagavatam can be misunderstood. And we can see here how the Bhagavatam who establishes Krishna as the Supreme Personality of Godhead, um, it might appear that here that Brahma is projected as the Supreme Person. And so therefore, we read the purports. We don't read just the translation. A lot of time, we know people who read just the translations or just the verses. Like Bhagavad Gita also a lot of time people read only verses. But actually it's also important to read the translation because otherwise the verses will not make any sense. But even the translation would sometimes not make sense. Like in the case of Arjuna himself. After reading, after hearing the whole second chapter, he's still confused. Arjuna himself is confused after reading the second, hearing the second chapter from Krishna himself. And Arjuna asks at the end of second, at the, end of, uh, at the beginning of third chapter, when he asks Krishna that, I don't understand, you are saying things which are like, it has double meanings. So, you are saying that I should fight or you are saying that I should not fight? What do you want me to do? See, when Arjuna who is supremely qualified, who has Krishna by his side and he is confused with Krishna's instructions, uh, we might hope sometimes that, oh, Krishna might come and tell us what we should do. But <clears throat> even if Krishna came and told us what we should do, we still might get confused. So, that's why we need even more important, the translations, the purports, the transcendental purports that we have from Srila Prabhupada, uh, coming through the parampara, gives us a context, gives us the in-depth understanding of what Krishna, or what different devotees, or what even different demons might be saying in these scriptures. And so therefore, <coughs> Uh, the verses are important because they are the words spoken by these great personalities, but even more important are the translations because they give us the meaning. But even more important than the translation are the purports because they help us understand things in proper context. Um, and so therefore, <clears throat> by hearing and by reading these scriptures under the guidance of our proper teachers, we understand who is the Supreme Person. So when Hiranyakashipu says here that Brahma is supreme in many other places, where Brahma himself glorifies Lord Shiva, or that you are this most supreme person, you know. So there are many different places, but then all these verses have to be seen in context. And when we understand a greater context, we can understand how Krishna is the supreme. And that all these different personalities 
they have a very 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 powerful role to perform but none of them they are not the supreme persons <clears throat> so here we can see there's something very interesting is that <coughs> the mahatmas or the great personalities their thoughts their words and their actions they're always the same there is no duplicity so for the devotees especially the pure devotees the great devotees their thoughts are always about krishna their words are always about krishna and their actions are always about krishna and there is no duplicity there there is no confusion there it's not that sometimes but then sometimes the the beginning devotees or the newer devotees will have that that you know that their mind is somewhere they chanting hare krishna while they are in the temple but as soon as they go out of the temple then they forget krishna and then they start acting in a way that is not krishna conscious um in the association of materially minded people sometimes our our actions become not so krishna conscious you know when 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 we are put in a provocating situations then the words that come out of our mouth are not very krishna conscious um our thoughts sometimes our mind and where it's absorbed in might not necessarily be krishna conscious so there is like this but then again we try to bring it back and so there is a bit of a struggle but for the great devotees there is no conflict but then exactly opposite of that is the materialists their thoughts are somewhere their words are somewhere and their actions are somewhere so here we can see a classic example of that in the example of hiranyakashipu his thought is that somehow i have to become the supreme i have to take the position of brahma and i have to bring him down so that i can be the most powerful i can live forever i can control and change the laws of nature and i can make everyone worship me that's his thought here are his words his words are saying that <clears throat> oh brahma you are the most supreme person you are such a great personality that actually is you who are the creator of the entire universe that is actually you who is the controller of the three modes of material nature very devotional <laughs> and his actions you know you can see his actions also you know um tears in the eyes the body is shivering praying in a humble mood <laughs> with folded hands faltering voice so you can so but then the thoughts are completely not in line with what his words and actions are um so the so in of the materialists and especially they worship to the demigods is like that <clears throat> they want to give as little as possible to the demigods through the sacrifice they want to flatter them as much as possible by speaking all the good things about the demigods or oh, you are the most supreme you are the god of all the gods everyone is worshiping you your glories are mentioned in all the scriptures jay jagadish hare you know there's so many glorifications are happening and then finally okay so now you please give me this give me that so in that way they want the maximum benefit with as little investment as possible and of course the flattering words are there very 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 business like mentality very this is exactly what happens in business um <clears throat> so prabhupad gives a very nice prabhupad tells a very nice story in this connection uh, i read a long time ago and uh, it's about you know he was he was telling this story because in bengal there are there is lot of kali worship durga worship and there is <coughs> and part of the durga worship is that they offer in sacrifice a goat therefore god for sacrifice so there was this one such kali worshipper and he goes to the temple of durga and he prays for some material benefit and so kali gives him whatever he wants 
she becomes very pleased and says, thank you so much, thank you so much, really appreciate that. And then he leaves. Then he doesn't come for many days. After a few, many days, then one day he just goes to visit the temple. And when he's visiting the temple, he offers his obeisances and then he stands up and is praying. And the Kali asks him, it's the deity asks him, he says, you asked me for many days ago, you came to me, you asked me for some material benefit, I gave you. So now, you have your benefit, now where is my goat? You have to give me a goat for sacrifice, now you forgot or what? He said, no, 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 I have not forgotten. He says, then why you didn't bring it? He said, actually, you know, getting a goat is a very expensive, you know, it's difficult. So I don't have so much money, you know, so I can't get a goat. That's the problem. <coughs> Kali says, okay, you, well, you have got your benediction, you know, I, you wanted something, I gave you, now you can't bring me a goat, okay, well, at least give me a pig, you know, give something, give me a pig, that's easy to get. Oh, pig is okay, yeah, yeah, pig is okay, okay, then I'll bring it, I'll bring it, no problem. So then he goes, okay, I'll bring it. Then he doesn't come for many days after that. After many days, finally, one day he just comes to offer his obeisances, so he offers his obeisances, and he's looking at the deity, and the deity again asks him, he said, hey, what happened? You're coming after many days, you promised me you'll give me a pig. He said, at least sacrifice a pig. You already got your benediction, what is this? You're not offering anything back. At least we, we agreed, okay, you'll give me a pig, that's easy to get, why don't you get that? He said, look, he said, actually, pig also, I can, you know, it's very difficult, you know, it's not very easy to catch a pig and bring it, you know, it's like, it's very hard, you know. So he said, um, it's difficult, I can't do that, sorry. So Kali said, look, we already made a concession. He said, you already got your benediction. At least give something, you know. Okay, you can't give a goat, or give, okay, you can't give a pig. At least give something, give some sacrifice, you know. He said, maybe, okay, give me a fly. Okay, give me a fly. So what does the Kali worshipper say? He said, oh, flies? You want a fly? He said, there are so many flies in the room. He said, you have so many hands. Why don't you just catch one and give it to yourself? <laughs> so that is the, that was, it's a, that is the attitude of a, a demigod worshipper. They want to give as little as possible and they want their material desires fulfilled. Now, in that worship, and that's the reason why Rupa Goswami explains in Bhakti Rasamrita Sindhu that actually Bhakti or devotion is only to the Supreme Personality of Godhead. Bhakti is only for Krishna. All the other worship to the demigods is for some material benefit. There is no real devotion there because people worship the demigods with the desire that they will give me something in return. They will give me something back. And once the business is finished, once I have received what I wanted, we are done. See you later. And so therefore, they want to al always get out with very little bit of giving. But when it comes to bhakti, bhakti is for Krishna. Bhakti is only for Krishna because that's where there is real love. There is devotion. And so therefore, in that devotion, in that love, the devotees are not trying to escape by giving only something, little bit. But devotees want to give their entire life. <clears throat> they want to give everything that they have. And that is real love, that's real devotion. Um, <clears throat> in, in any relationship, if a person is holding back something, and is only giving something very little bit, then that's not real relationship, you know. There's something is going on in the back of the mind, correct? But a real relationship is where a person is able to offer everything. So therefore, Rupa Goswami says that that's real bhakti. The bhakti is only for Krishna. And when we give everything to Krishna, then Krishna gives something that's much more than what we have offered. Because after all, how much can we offer? We can only offer something very little. Whatever little bit of time we have, of the whole 24 hours, we give 5, 10 minutes, 15 minutes, half an hour for some chanting, one round, two round, six round, even 16 rounds. 
So we're chanting something and that's some time out of 24 hours we are offering maximum like two hours, two hours, two hours, 15 minutes. That's and all the rest is we're keeping it for ourselves. <coughs> so in terms of the food, okay, we offer something that's simple, it's nothing great. He has Lakshmi's, many Lakshmi's cooking for him. So we can offer something very simple, with something small. Um, in terms of our services, we can only do something a little bit. That also has so many faults, that also has so many limitations. But with that also we are trying to offer something. But then Krishna reciprocates by giving something so great. He gives so much more. Uh, and ultimately he gives us the entire spiritual world. So that reward is so great. And, and so therefore, Krishna says in Bhagavatam, um, <clears throat> or he says in the Bhagavatam, in the second canto, is where he says that, that therefore if a person has a desire, he has a material desire, spiritual desire, or no desire, a kama sarva kamova, moksha kama udhariti. So you have any kind of desire, you should approach Krishna. And by approaching Krishna, so here we can see Hiranyakashipu is approaching Brahma. And we will see as the pastime unfolds, we will see how Brahma is going to reciprocate or try to reciprocate for his worship. Um, and where Hiranyakashipu asks uh, for an eternal life. And Brahma says, even I am not eternal, I can't give you eternity. But I can give you something else. And so therefore Hiranyakashipu somehow tries to get around and somehow still asks for something that's almost eternal. <coughs> but, <coughs> but it's better that if we approach Krishna for any desires that we have. Um, and sometimes Krishna might test us by not giving us what we want. We can see in the case of even Prabhupada, who was a pure devotee from the very start, but then we can see that he was trying to serve Krishna and trying to serve his spiritual master, and for that he was going through so much of hardships. But the whole purpose was so that he can you know, make enough money or he can have few disciples so that he can go and preach in the West. But both failed. His materially he was, he, he, he failed because the, the factory that he was working on was set on fire and everything that he owned was lost. His family did not cooperate. So that wasn't there. That wasn't there. So practically he lost everything materially. He said, okay, fine. Krishna is... Krishna, maybe Krishna doesn't want that. Okay, so now I'll, I'll take a sannyas and I'll try and, okay, try and preach. And the way how Prabhupada preaches with all the different avenues, he covers all the different avenues. He doesn't leave any stone unturned. He preaches to the politicians. He preaches to uh, all the great persons in the society. He writes articles, he writes back to God in magazines. He goes out printing and distributing books. And after doing all of that, for many years, and he still can't have one dedicated disciple. And, and the one place that somehow he manages to secure, <clears throat> and that he starts League of There's only one league of devotees that he managed to start. Even that is lost. And Acharya Prabhakar, this one devotee who sort of who, who sort of takes up the Krishna consciousness, he is also not ready to commit and give a full time to Prabhupada and his mission. So Prabhupada somewhat fails. And so even at that point, you know, anyone can question that I have given everything to Krishna. Why is Krishna not reciprocating? But then later Prabhupada explains that although that was a failure in his material life uh, or in his life in India, uh, when he came to West, actually Krishna gave everything. Krishna gave 
much more than what anyone could imagine. And Prabhupada was extremely successful. And so Prabhupada was saying that when he's so successful now that he can go any part of the world and he has a temple there. He has his temple and he has his devotees there. It's enough money. So in that way he was supremely successful. But although Krishna awards something very great, like in the case of Dhruva Maharaj, in the case of Gajendra, everyone who has asked Krishna for something have never um, failed in their attempt. So Krishna has always given great, something very great. And so therefore it's better to approach Krishna. Um, but when there are these tests, when there are these difficulties, um, the people who have this business-like mentality, that when they come to Krishna consciousness, they come to the temple with the desire that I will get something materially. When there is a test, they will leave. They will not continue. Because, oh, I, I came to Krishna consciousness. Sometimes people say this, you know. They came to the preaching program and they come a few times. And they so, when I started coming to Krishna consciousness only, I lost my job. He said, and then I, and then, and then I somehow kept coming, and uh, now I lost a fam family member. And then I, something wrong with Krishna consciousness, you know, like, maybe good for some of you, it's working for you, but definitely not working for me. Already, already problems are starting. So, they leave. <clears throat> because the purpose for coming to Krishna consciousness was, <clears throat> so I can get a better job, so that I can get more money. Because I can get more, whatever, material prosperity. But then when Krishna tests, then these people are the first ones to live. But then those who have the <coughs> desire to please Krishna and serve Krishna, they will continue. And in time, Krishna will reciprocate with such devotees manifold. Um, so we can see even materially speaking, um, People given many years of their life for studying, correct? Studies are not always fun. Going to school is not fun. Always doing the assignments and preparing for the exams is not always fun. Um, but, but you do that for many years. Then you finish your studies. Then you go, start looking for a job. You prepare the resume is not easy. Then you apply for a job. You get a job. You get a training and then it takes many years before you can sort of come to where you would like to be many many years for something that is uh, very temporary and our our money or our position is very temporary but even to get that it takes a lot of effort um, <clears throat> and so to achieve something that's supreme something that is so great um, Krishna Consciousness, it would take at least that much amount of time, if not more. Because after all, what, the, what we are gaining is something of a much greater value. So we should be able to put in the time and effort into that. And it requires some patience, and we should be patient in um, waiting for what's coming ahead with that confidence. Um, and of course, it's not that we have to wait for 30, 40, 50 years to see some result of Krishna Consciousness. Um, the result of Krishna Consciousness, the result of chanting, is experienced from the very first day. We can, from the very first day, we can see that, oh yes, this, even, even people who are completely new, they find out about the chanting or the Hare Krishna Mantra the first time and they chant in the temple room, or they chant with the devotees. Um, I had, an, I had an experience with one person, an, an Australian local person, and he said, yeah, I want to get into meditation. He said, what kind of meditation do you recommend? I said, I do mantra meditation. Um, I chant the mantras, and it's very powerful. So he said, okay, let's try. So then he said, okay, let's try. So we caught up in crossways, we sat upstairs, and we just chanted one round together. So I thought maybe one round might take, you know, 15 minutes for someone who is new, someone who is completely not from this culture. 
maybe a bit too much. I said, okay, we'll do half round, you know. So we decided, okay, we'll do half round. After half round, I just stopped to see, like, is he okay, you know. And it's like, why did you stop? Let's finish the full thing, yeah? You said you had to go through the whole thing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so we, let's, let's finish it. So then he finished the full round. We finished it together. And after one round, he was feeling that this is so good. This is, this is actually... This is actually so nice. I have never experienced anything like this. And, uh, and this is not someone who is like a materially failure, you know, like who has never experienced any, any good things of life. But you're saying that this chanting is amazing though. It's, it feels really special. <clears throat> so you can see someone experience the benefit of Krishna consciousness from the very beginning. And that experience gets more and more and more stronger. As we and deeper as we progress, and and we can see, uh, we can only imagine the experience that all the great devotees, uh, how they must be feeling. Um, it will be very amazing, and um, we can't wait to get there ourselves and experience that depth of Krishna consciousness ourselves. <clears throat> but that takes some amount of dedication and take some amount of intensity. Here we can see in the, in the life of Hiranyakashipu, he was happy to give in that time and effort. For our material benefit, we are happy to give in the time and effort because we know what it will bring us in terms of the money, in terms of the fame. It's very tangible, it's very visible. And so we're happy to put in that effort. So, Hiranyakashipu is putting so in, he, the austerities that he went through was extreme, it's very intense. And so, <clears throat> uh, we should be ready to perform some austerity, um, some intensity, intense devotional service in our life to actually receive that higher benefit of Krishna consciousness. Um, <clears throat> And um, Krishna explains what stops us from that intensity um, in the seventh chapter, verse 28, where he says, Yeshamtva means with strong determination. He says, Bhajantama. So he says, why, why a person is not able to worship? Krishna with a strong determination because because he's still not freed from his um, sinful activities or sinful desires. And uh, they're like this anchor or like this rope that's holding us back from moving ahead in our life. So <clears throat> when we are able to give up that um, selfish desires uh, for sense gratification and we are actually able to consider Krishna's gratification, Krishna's pleasure uh, and when we, when we continuously do that not just in the temple room or not just in the temple premises or not just when we are with the devotees but if we have that attitude of wanting to serve Krishna all the time then we will also develop the intensity and the, and the strength, the determination, like the Hiranyakashipu had, we will have the same desire and, and, and determination to serve Krishna, like that. Um, and, but that requires some amount of sacrifice from our side. Um, and, that, and that's why, you know, there, there are devotees who are always thinking of ways to preach, the ways to share this message of Krishna consciousness. <clears throat> um, uh, one very amazing devotee, actually Navin Nirada Prabhu, a very nice book distributor. And uh, he says that what he does is that every time he leaves his house, he always has one book in his bag. One book, any small book, Bhagavad Gita, Science or anything. And he has it with him. And so whenever he's roaming around anywhere for any service or if he has got any work or anything, he always has this one book that he will try to distribute. And when you do that, it completely changes your mindset. So now, from looking around and like, where is the sale going on? What is the new trend 
that's going on, you know, what are people talking about, how are they dressing this day. Instead of looking at all that, now all of a sudden, now you have a book in your bag that somehow needs to go out. And <clears throat> that completely changes your mindset. So, you know, from desire for sense gratification, all of a sudden, our desire changes that, oh, now I want to really give this to someone. Whom can I give it to? So now you're looking at people's faces, looking at their eyes, looking at who is looking around, who is slow, whom can I approach and I can give a book. Um, and that mentality frees us from uh, wanting to satisfy and please our senses. And it actually completely changes the mindset. And so that is very important. And when we do that day in, day out, when we have that constant mentality that where we want to share this knowledge, we want to share this message, um, and bring Krishna consciousness to the people somehow or other, <clears throat> then, we are, then we will be able to give up our lower desires and that will give us a strength and the determination to really um, march on um, in our spiritual life, in our Krishna consciousness. So with this, I'll finish. Thank you so much for kind attention. Um, and I would ask if there is any questions or any comments or any corrections. Sivya is not here. Yes. We miss her already. <laughs> okay. So thank you so much. Grant Raj, Srimad Bhagavatam Ki Jai. Srila Prabhupada Ki Jai. Nitai Gaur Pramanandai.